How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill. Rediscover downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. She's the old man's angel overseer. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, Furry Sings the Blues by Joni Mitchell. A pretty classic Memphis song from her travel log album, Hegira. Uh, Jody Mitchell turned 80 today. Huh. I saw Drew Hill was asking, was soliciting questions for uh, the podcast over there at the Daily Memphian that you and Drew do. How often do you take reader questions as part of your as part of your or listener questions? Either one as part of your your uh, the podcast. Um, I, there's no like set. It's whenever Drew feels like asking. I mean, Drew sort of steers the ship on the pod. I just sit there and try to respond to whatever he says. And so, I, you know, whenever he does it, basically. I got you. Uh, okay. Well, two questions that, that you bring up. You're the piece that you – we talked about it yesterday, the piece that you were writing about the Grizzlies coming back from the West Coast, from Portland, not just with a W, but with a more functional basketball team. Your piece is up at the Daily Memphian. I have tweeted it out if folks want to read it over there. Um, you do bring up, uh, again, and we touched about this briefly, the question of whether Biombo or Canard should or will move into the starting lineup. What, do you, what are the arguments for and against with each? Well, I think with Canard, I think given that your backcourt is Marcus Smart and, um, and Desmond Bain, uh, I, I think, you know, shooting probably elevates that lineup more than defense does. And I think if you just want to maximize your starting lineup, I think Luke Kennard, if he is shooting well, um, will maximize that more than Zaire Williams. If Luke Kennard's not shooting well, he won't maximize anything. But your, but you're like, you know, average Luke Kennard, I think, elevates that lineup more. The problem with the whole question of, of like, that stuff is, like, you don't, like, pick a starting lineup and play those five right. players together for 48 minutes. And so it's a matter of mixing and matching lineups across 48 minutes. I think starting lineups probably get overemphasized a little bit. But I think if you're trying to put your best lineup on the floor to start the game, I think Luke Kennard elevates the lineup more than Zaire Williams. Um, the argument against would be, like, you know, we're trying to play the long game with Zaire Williams. He's shown some progress. We're rewarding that, et cetera. Um, I'm pretty torn on that. I, I think I might go with Kennard right now, um, given the desperate straights they're in and try to maximize his minutes and his minutes with those players. Um, on the Biombo thing, you know, it's partly what do you think you're going to get out of Tillman? I thought Tillman played really well the first three games, and Tillman was terrible the next three games. And, like, what do you think you're going to get out of Tillman? 
I do think there is value in trying to have one of Jaron and Biombo on the floor most of the time, and I think that is harder to accomplish with Biombo in the starting lineup. And so I guess my instinct would be to roll out Tillman and Kennard as the other two starters. It is interesting. The two best teams in the league so far this year, again, very different teams in very different situations in terms of health and quality and everything else, but they both have killer starting lineups, Boston and Denver, and not a lot of depth, right? Like they both um, yeah. uh, uh, have that. And, uh, you also touch on it, and you mentioned on, a, on this show uh, last week when Biombo was signed. His contract um, is structured the way it is, partly so he will be a potential trade ship. But I have two questions. If in the end, so tell me this, if in the end, it doesn't seem likely, but they just decide at the end of when, when Ja's roster spot, when Ja comes back, the roster, extra roster spot is gone, they decide to cut him. Right. Is his contract guaranteed? Like, what, what, how is it structured in that fashion? It's one million of it is guaranteed. I'm not sure what the micro structure is in terms right. of, you know, how, how the non guaranteed stuff accumulates over time. Like, I don't, Right. I don't think that's important to anyone, but like Robert Parrish's pocketbooks, right. fans like need to sweat that. But one million of it is guaranteed, and so if they cut him tomorrow, he gets a million dollars. Um, at what point you hit the million mark and the rest of the non-guaranteed starts accruing, and what you know, right. what, with what rapidity does it accrue? Like I don't know. I don't really care. Right. In terms of the in terms of the cap implications, though, just cutting him. <laughs> The cap implications don't matter unless because the Grizzlies because of where the Grizzlies are. I see. The Grizzlies are over the cap. They're below the tax. They're this hovering the in, the, in the middle territory. Right. And the, again, that's it's important for the for the people who run the team to sweat all the details. Right. And I, I tend to point those out. But like they, these are details that really shouldn't matter to even fans who care a lot. <laughs> right. Don't really need to care that much about that. The um, in terms of when this time is up. Uh, the Grizzlies will have to get rid of, will have to shed a player one way yeah. or another. They could yeah, trade. They, they could they trade a player. roster spots at the moment, but they have to be back down to fifteen once Jaws is made active. What do you see as the possible options? I think if you're going to cut a player, there are probably only three options. There should be four options, but there are probably only three options, and those in order of easiest to, to less easy, I guess, to do would be Biombo, Kenneth Lofton, Jake LaRavia. Um, you know, if, you're, if it's strictly a basketball decision, you could add Derrick Rose to that, but I don't think that's really going to happen. Um, the issue with Rose and LaRavia would be if you cut those guys, you have to eat a year of salary next year too, sort of like you did when they cut Kennedy Chandler. They had to eat an additional full year of salary. Um, there is no guaranteed money for Biombo or Lofton beyond this season. So, like, that, that's definitely passive least resistance is to choose between those two players and cut the other one. And that is the likely way we're headed. Um, so, if you're going to just cut a player, it's going to be one of those three probably, um, Biombo, Lofton, LaRavia. Um, the other thing is, like, you'd have to make some kind of trade that would free up a roster spot, in which case, like, who knows what that, what, what that could be, right? You wouldn't necessarily have to trade the player that you would cut. You could trade someone else in some other deal that opens a roster spot. That is also not likely, but it certainly could happen. It's interesting that you put LaRavia even on that list of the possible, given that they gave up two first-round picks for him a yeah, year and a half ago. Right. But I think the way he's played and the way they've responded to his play – by pushing him down the rotation. Like on this road trip, K 
Kenneth Lofton, who was essentially the 15th man, has played ahead of LaRavia. And Vince Williams Jr. on a two-way has played ahead of LaRavia. And so, like, the team has sort of suggested, at least in the short term, that, like, they're pretty down on what LaRavia has done. And at some point, like, you have decisions to make. And, like, you know, they actively traded to get Kennedy Chandler. Like, it, like they, that wasn't a pick they had. Like, they gave up stuff to get into the draft to get Kennedy Chandler. And they gave him two years of guaranteed money. And then they ended up cutting him. That happened. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. And sometimes. Uh, in John Hollinger's recent piece he about Boston, he had this phrase. It appears that Boston, quote, cashed in on its Marcus Smart stock at just the right time. Now, that may be more about the, from the Boston perspective than a reflection on Marcus Smart. Um, it feels a little early for me to say any of that, but, but um, and it's also he's being asked to do something that is, he's not best at. And so what do you make of this idea that Boston may have cashed in at exactly the right time? Well, I mean, from their perspective, especially once they were able to then go out and they had Drew Holiday, right? Like from their perspective, all the moves make a lot of sense and have, yeah. have, improved, have improved their team. From their perspective, we don't. It doesn't matter. It's sort of like the trade is not a zero sum thing, right? There's no one winner and one loser. It's just, or do do you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish? From a Grizzlies perspective, it's sort of TBD. But I feel fine about what I've seen with Marcus Smart. I, you know, I think he's had good moments. He's had bad moments. He's been kind of erratic with the ball. Um, he's made lots of good plays. Um, it, like, none of it surprises me. The good and the bad and the mix of the good and the bad does not surprise me with Marcus Smart. That's kind of what he is. Um, I, I think to really, to really judge that deal from a Grizzlies perspective, we have to wait and see what it looks like when John Morant comes back. Because I think what's important to remember is that the Grizzlies did not make that trade as a reaction to John Morant's absence. They made that trade as a reaction to John Morant's presence. That was the point of that trade. It wasn't, we need someone who can man our point guard position while Jaws out. They could have just kept Ice Jones for that. It was, what is going to elevate our team when Jaws is back with Jaws and Bain and Jared? Who is going to fit? Is going to be able to play a big role and play big minutes, and especially in playoff basketball, be more of an impact player. That's the bet that they make. In the piece today, um, you uh, write about the fine starts of Dez and Jaron in difficult circumstances, and that, in fact, it's been a little bit proof of concept. You now add Ja to them, and it, it doesn't dim right. your sense of hope for the future. It actually seems like it. And I, so I guess when you figure Marcus Smart into that, uh, jury's totally out, 
right? It's not, there's no there's no evidence of proof of concept yet because there can't be because we haven't seen him in the circumstance where he will where he will be deployed. That's right, and you know it, it, the idea is his fit with those players. The idea, especially, is his utility and performance in playoffs. Dylan Brooks has performed poorly the last two playoffs or had. He was actually really good against Utah three years ago, but he had been actively bad the past two playoffs. Tyus Jones had been both, I would say, erratic at best in the playoffs, but then also, like, when John Morant's there and John Morant's playing 40 minutes, there's, like, you don't actually can't use Tyus Jones that much. Smart has greater utility. It's a greater record of playoff performance. And, like, that's what it's about. And, like, is there a chance that things have gone so bad early in the season? Like, you don't test it out in playoff basketball this year? That's definitely – there's definitely a threat of that. Another thing about Smart is that he's under contract for the next two seasons on a, on a reasonable number, whereas it was going to take, you know, a new four-year deal for Dylan Brooks at the same kind of money, essentially. And Tyus Jones is going to be a free agent next year and was going to go somewhere to be a starter. And so, like, that's also part of the rationale. That gets me to the other question. You, I appreciated the uh, Festivus reference in the column, the airing of grievances that we saw on the part of Grizzly fans. I mean, that, that, if you were on, if you were on, like you know, Memphis, you know, sports <laughs> Twitter or whatever the weekend, like Saturday was a full-on airing of grievances. So, and, and, I, and as I said in the column, my plan is like if they had lost on Sunday, my uh-huh. plan was the whole column was just going to be the the, the the blame power rankings. You know, let's count let's count it all down. But then they won the game, and that seemed like not quite the way to go. All right. Well, the one part of it, and we may talk about Taylor Jenkins another day or whatever else, but in terms of the one thing, because one of the things that I think we've been talking about, all of the things that have gone wrong, Jaws suspension, the injuries, but then there is this, and they got rid of a bunch of players who were good and professional, and they replaced them with a bunch of players who are not necessarily as good. Uh, and, And in particular... There are four, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, DeAnthony Melton, and Kyle Anderson. How many of those were financial decisions? And I mean, everything is by, to some extent financial. The financial part of it matters. But how many of those, like, you just could not have kept them anyway? Like, wh- wh- where is the... Where- well, I, I don't think, I think you could have kept actually all of them for this, you know, if for this season. But your decisions were not by necessity all about this season. You couldn't, you weren't going to sign Dylan Brooks to right. a one-year deal. So I, I, I think, I think the Brooks thing in particular was just not really, once you saw, I know like the, there was a whole Shams thing under any circumstances. Right. There were not any circumstances. There were specific circumstances. I think Brooks knew he was getting a, a four-year offer from Houston at roughly that level by the time all that right. happened. And the Grizzlies, I think probably knew that too. And they just weren't going to do that. And so I think the Brooks thing, like, you know, financially, it would have, they could have re- it would have been fine for this season, but like long-term, there's that no, was not really there's tenable. no blame. There's no blame to be tossed on that one at all. And it's not, everyone, wasn't, had, yeah, everyone yeah. had their reasons. In there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about the, the other thing, three? Yeah. Yeah. To me, yeah, you go back to me, the, the, the decisions this summer are more sound than the decisions the previous summer. Again, the Tyus thing, like, could you have kept him? Of course. But like, I mean, cause Mark smart, you're paying more than Tyus Jones, but like, Ty Jones is going to be free agent this next summer. You're probably going to re-sign him, and I think you'd rather have Marcus Smarter in this team than Tyus Jones when you have John Morant. I think that's a pretty easy decision. It's really back the previous year. Like, Melton's under, Melton's under contract. is still under contract on, like, absolute bargain of a deal. And so, like, there was no financial reason you needed to do that. I just think the team was sort of out on the Anthony Melton. And I think they did see value in, like, let's get a guy we like on the first year of a rookie contract. 
but I think it was more like their evaluation of Melton was lower than my evaluation of Melton or the Philadelphia 76ers evaluation of Melton or lots of other people's evaluation of Melton. The Cal Anderson thing was less financial because he signed a two-year deal for $9 million, which was a total bargain for Minnesota. Right. The Anderson thing was more of a basketball thing of they decided we have to build better shooting. Our role players have to be better shooters. Our role players around Josh Aaron Dez have to be better shooters. And so, you know, you target LaRavia and Roddy since you think they're going to be better shooters. Now, the irony is that Kyle Anderson and Anthony Mountain both shot better from three last season than Jake LaRavia or David Roddy. I think the Grizzlies will jump in the gun on, like, the long-term development. Like, maybe these guys you draft pan out, but even if they do, it's going to be two or three years and you're good right now. I think what makes the Anderson thing more defensive, defensible is that Santi Aldama did pan out. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.